Hello and welcome to this audio edition of the Ex-Mormon Files with host Earl Erskine. Thank you for joining us. On each episode of this program, Earl, a former LDS bishop, interviews a former Mormon guest about their journey out of Mormonism and into an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. These stories are encouraging, fascinating, and often moving. For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit exmormonfiles.com. That's exmormonfiles.com. And now, here's Earl. Good evening and welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl, and I'm grateful for this opportunity. We're going to hear a, a very interesting and enjoyable story today. We have as our guest, Andrea Daly. We appreciate you being on here on our show today. Thanks You've for also been me. on the Doris's uh, Han Doris Hansen show, Polygamy, What Love Is This? Is that right? Yeah, I was on there with my husband. Uh -huh. Okay. Well, we're going to meet Brian next week. Um, he's, we're going to be visiting with him, but we'd like to hear a little bit about your story, I guess. And it starts out very interestingly because you were born what? I was born <laughs> into the um, AUB. A lot into of people know that as the. Um, all red group, a polygamy group. The all, the polygamy all red group. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just born into that and raised. Where and where where was that at? Here in in the valley. Um yeah, here in the valley. Um they go to church down in Bluffdale. Okay. And we lived up in Salt Lake at the time. Okay, so born a polygamist. Did yeah. that? Uh, I'm I'm sure it had a lot of influence in your early days and. Yeah. Um, how. Are you baptized at age eight in the? In yeah, the you're baptized at age eight. Okay. Um, you just pretty much do everything the LDS Church does. The mainstream they have church. Primary. Right? They have um, young women's. You you learn the Articles of Faith. Wow. Yeah, all of just pretty much everything Mormonism does. Feel like you had a testimony of Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon and. Mm, yeah. Did you? As a kid. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's just. Uh, and uh, do they get blessings? Were you blessed as a baby as well? Do they do that? I don't know if I was blessed as a baby or oh, not. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> not that, that's just I was just yeah. curious about that. But so, what happens in life that you you're you're going to high school and? Um, um, just going with the motions. Um, I didn't have a very good childhood in the polygamy group. There was a lot of abuse, oh. um, sexual abuse, mental abuse, spiritual abuse. You name it, we went through it. Um, but, you know, you just trudge along as you do. <laughs> because you're following mom and dad and uh, moms yeah. and dads, I guess. Uh, moms and dad. Yeah. Um, my father actually, um, I grew up in polygamy. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain. Well. You've got um, my birth father left when I was three years old. Oh. He, he did some things. He wasn't supposed to and okay. um, just wanted to leave yeah. and then my mother remarried really really fast after that into another family um, we moved into a home where there were three wives that lived in this home wow. and we were down in the basement in one bedroom mm. and that's kind of when my abuse started oh as boy. a child and I didn't know anything different oh I just yeah. went along and yeah yeah were, were you pressured at all into accepting a husband early on, or was that part of No, of this, thankfully, this, yeah? the All Red group doesn't do that, okay. for the most part. They, they, you, you can become mature and, and grow up a little bit mm -hmm, without mm -hmm. feeling pressure to, yeah. to be taken as a, 
because that's one of the things I guess I had always thought about as a member of the church if polygamy ever came in how leaders and others would be looking at my daughter and wondering mm -hmm. <laughs> if they could how they could <laughs> make that arrangement you know I, I guess that's a, an interesting yeah, part no. of polygamy I, I suppose thankfully I yeah that, right. that wasn't an aspect I had um, oh, good. young men come to my my mother because well that's a whole other that's story right. I could yeah. go into yeah. <laughs> but they came and asked my mother and my mother said that um, no she's got somebody else in mind okay, so she pretty much said able to choose that and was that Brian yeah that was Brian so you'd known him in in the polygamy mm. group yeah I I did a <laughs> the abuse and everything that I went through just kind of made me go off into other tangents in life no. um, I I went in um, I was sexually active as a young 12 year old oh my goodness and um, thankfully that didn't last really long and praise God nothing happened from that yeah. but um, my my mother we we finally went to church one day because I stopped going to church hmm. because of um, the abuse that I went through and um, my mother said you're gonna come to church with me and I'm like no I'm like you can't make me go so she ended up almost pulling me to the car and we went to church <laughs> <laughs> and at church they were um, talking about a youth choir that they um, were just starting up and I love to sing music was my outlet oh. I still love to sing and yeah. praise music is wonderful <laughs> yeah <laughs> so um, I was like whispering in her ears like I want to go I want to go to the choir huh? mm-hmm so um, we went home and and she's like okay let's get ready to go and I'm like I'm not going <laughs> cold feet again oh, oh <laughs> so again she pretty much pulled me to the car and yeah. drove me and that's where I met my husband Brian oh I was the choir yeah I was um, almost 14 at the time wow. that I met him now you eventually marry yeah and at what age did you get married I was married at 18 oh, okay and yeah and totally by choice no, no pressures no Okay, and that, and did you stay in the polygamy group then for a while? Yeah, we were married, um, and then four years later, we started having questions, and we started to, we wanted our testimonies to be strong enough, and so we ended up, um, well, I ended up praying about um, where the keys were, and almost a desperation I needed to know because I got tired of just following my parents and following everybody else. I needed to know who held the keys of priesthood. Because there is a big confusion with that, isn't there, mm -hmm. with the polygamy, because they're living the what we'd call the true gospel with polygamy, right? Yes. I mean, that's what they would that say. That is the true gospel, right. all of it. <laughs> or the Mormon church, is the mainstream Mormon, is, is, uh, has abandoned that, for, for now at least, and so... <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah they, they still have. in the Doctrine and Covenants, but they've, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, I had, in my, my prayers, um, I was just desperate. Yeah. I was like, I need to know. And I had a name whispered in my ear. And I started to get a warm, fuzzy feeling, you know, the burning of the bosom. Okay, <laughs> that, that's true in polygamy too, I guess, uh -huh. isn't it? Yeah. So I picked up the phone and I called my sister-in-law and I said, who is this? And she said, that's the president of the LDS Church. What was the name then? Gordon B. Hinckley. And this name just came to it you? It just, I didn't know who he was. I, I didn't know anything. Yeah. So now were you married to Brian at I this point? I was married to yeah. Brian. And we continued on 
I scared him when all of this happened. Yeah. Um, I started to read the Book of Mormon for the first time, really, in my life, oh. and started, you know, putting, trying to find out where I needed to go, and um, I was joining the church. My husband knew it because I I knew that Gordon B. Hinckley was the prophet of the Mormon Church, yeah. and he that's the feeling that I got. Yeah. Um, fourteen years later, after joining the LDS Church, <laughs> here you are. <laughs> it took fourteen years for me to realize that that's not how God works. Oh wow! So what did Brian say when you told him that you thought you'd join the old mainstream church? Was he okay with that? He's, it it kind of scared me. Yeah. Um, that time he was taking out some life insurance. And, oh. <laughs> and he told me that that, later on, he told me that that's what that was for, was he was planning on jumping off of the roof of a building. <laughs> he was? Oh, <laughs> uh -huh. gosh. And wanted us to, yeah, be taken care of, oh, me and the two kids. Oh, so, but that really disturbed him then. Yeah, that really disturbed him. So, his his journey, you'll hear next week. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we ended so up were you active in the mainstream Mormon church then for oh, very for active. these fourteen years, I guess. Mm -hmm. okay. Very were you active. Married in the temple. Married in the temple. Held oh. many callings. Yeah. And yeah, music and other things too, probably. Uh -huh. But yeah, uh, ward choir. Yeah, I loved ward choir. I still love music. <laughs> and did did your perspective of of Joseph Smith and the Book of Mormon change much then? No, no. Um, in Relief Society, when you'd have the the lessons and Joseph yeah. Smith would be brought up, they would start talking about Emma, and I knew he had more than one wife, but the only woman they ever talked about was Emma. <laughs> Isn't that curious that yeah. the mainstream Mormons don't really understand that he was a polygamist in the full sense of the words? No, they don't talk about it at yeah. all. And so I was, I would put it on my shelf. Oh, you did? <laughs> did you ever bring it up? or? Uh, no. Oh, okay. no. It's just hard to do, isn't it, when things that you know, um, Yeah. because everybody else is going to Think oh. that, think that oh, that's I weird. had I had visiting teachers come over, and they would want to know how I joined the church, and they'd want to know my history, oh, sure. and and then I would come up. And one of the questions I frequently got asked is, if they brought polygamy back, would you live it? Uh -huh. And I said, if I was told to by the prophet and by God, yes, yeah. I would live it. Wow. So that I had that burning testimony that I knew polygamy was true. Wow. How did you feel about Jesus? Both as a polygamist and then as mainstream Mormon? Jesus as a Mormon confused me. As a mainstream or as a polygamist a or both? Okay. Both. Okay. Both of them. Okay. You know, in, in polygamy and Mormonism, you're taught that Jesus is your brother and Satan's brother yeah. and all of our brothers. Right. And we're we're all siblings and so here I I have a brother in heaven who adopts me. <laughs> what? Yeah. That seems a, a little strange. Brother doesn't adopt, a yeah. parent does. Yeah. <laughs> and he couldn't do everything. He was, he could only meet you part way. It didn't matter if you were, you know, you're going down the line, you've got this eternal perspective. You, it doesn't matter if you're just doing that much, he will come to you. But the fact is, is he can't come all the way to you. Yeah. So you've got to go to him. Can't, he can't just he can't take do care all. of all the sins, can he? No, <laughs> we have to no. work, our, work and do it ourselves. And constantly. And that repent. was in both, 
both polygamy and, and, and Mormonism. Mormonism mm -hmm. yeah. And the Bible? How did you feel about the Bible? In oh, you can't be trusted. <laughs> you the felt eighth that article way. of faith. Yeah. You know, if you hold to the eighth article of faith, you can't trust the Bible. We believe the Bible to be the Word of God as far as it is translated correctly. Yeah. You stop and think for a second, as far as it is translated correctly means it hasn't been corrected right. It isn't, it isn't it, it's trustworthy. It's not been translated, yeah. yeah. So you can't <laughs> trust any we of it. We do come with a lot of baggage, don't we? Yes, we do. <laughs> through, the, through the Mormon. And a lot of stuff on the shelf, like you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. what finally happens to you that uh, makes you think um, about things? Well, it was a God thing. I was fully Mormon. Yeah. fully in the church, held my callings to the best of my ability, um, and Christ walked in, pretty much. Wow. We had our home up for sale, and we were just waiting for it to, for somebody to buy it, and they yeah. finally did. And of course, it's customary in the LDS church to talk in sacrament meeting before oh, you, before you, you move, move. Before you leave, uh -huh. or when you're newly in a award, uh, yeah, you usually speak at the beginning and at the end, okay. Uh -huh. So you give this talk, or So you yeah, talk? We're, it was m myself, my husband, and my oldest son were asked to speak okay. for that one. And so we all, we prepared the talks on the lessons that they asked us to do. We, um, yeah, still fully Mormon. <laughs> and then that night, we were witness to and at home at, I mean, at no we, we went we, <laughs> yeah. we went to my father-in-law's apartment that's oh. i thought we were being called over there to talk about out-of-town work which i was against oh. <laughs> very much against at the, <laughs> at the time and um it was my um, husband's sister yeah who was witnessing to us and what she, she was she was talking about everything that i had ever put on my shelf everything with mormonism and polygamy and she finally brought up Jeremiah 17, 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. That just caused us to re-examine every single Mormon testimony that we ever had. All that burning in the bosom? All the burning mean? in the bosom, yeah. The heart is deceitful above all things. Mm-hmm. Jeremiah 17.9. Oh, wow. Yes. And that just struck you and Brian, I guess? Uh, yeah, struck us both. And that night, I was done. I was, I knew Mormonism was false because every single thing, my shelf came tumbling and crashed. Oh <laughs> I was sorting through all the rubble and pulling out everything and re-examining it. And, okay, if my heart can't be trusted, then that's not right. And that's not right. And yeah. And after a while, I started to mesh the things that were true together with the Bible. And if it worked with the Bible, then it was true, and then I held on to it. Wow. Do you th were you looking for this <laughs> uh, moment, uh, this scripture, this... Uh, no. I mean, you weren't into thinking about this at all, I guess. No. <laughs> I mean, I, how did God this. prepare your heart for that, do you think? I mean, you were willing to accept that instruction, I guess God knew that it would influence you. All I wanted was truth in my life, and God knew that. Yeah. But we were living in the perfect ward, and in the perfect area, and we loved it so much. But the time came, our, our home selling was truly a miracle. Wow. We could see God's hand in that through the entire thing. How long did you, uh, so then you moved right away from your yeah. ward? And yeah. 
How did your friends and family feel then about this? I mean, did you announce it right away that <laughs> you had come to this decision? I guess I announced it sooner than most people would have. <laughs> um, probably two months after we left yeah. that we announced it. Well, there's a certain enthusiasm, isn't mm -hmm. there? I mean, you, all of a sudden, you're uh, uh, for us at least, we our shoulders were didn't oh, have freedom. the burden. Did you feel that then? Freedom. Yes, yeah. yes. Just everything was just lifted, but at the same time you're weighed down because you know your friends and family are still there. Yeah. But yeah, perfect freedom. And you go through it. Um, what what do we keep missing with with stu with stuff? For 14 years you did that, and then certainly as a in the polygamous time too. What what are we? Where are we putting this stuff? I mean, you mentioned the shelf, but mm -hmm. uh, how how are we relating to all this information and? excuses that was mine I was big on excuses so who can you know how did this happen why did he do this well yeah. I'm sure he was a prophet he's got yeah. <laughs> you know the authority the Lord must have revealed something to him to now how long ago was this this was about a year and a half ago just a year and a half ago mm -hmm. so what did you do right after this and your in the move and all um, right after we moved, we um, pulled our kids aside. Of course, we were asking ourselves, do we let them go to the net, go? You know, just continue on with the ward. Now this pretty, pretty young lady, by the way, has seven children. <laughs> yeah, seven beautiful children. <laughs> and so you sat them down and yeah, we you watched a video. I think we watched a video. What was it? It was Jesus Christ versus Joseph Smith. Okay. And the kids automatically saw the fallacies of Mormonism. They, they. We, we were just like, you know, we understand if you guys want to stay in the church, we will support you in whatever decisions you make. And all three of them didn't want to have anything to do with it if the it wasn't older true. Ones. Mm -hmm. And the oldest of 18 was actually looking Preparing. at going on a mission. Yeah, he, they just barely changed the, um, the age range from 19 to 18. And he was, uh, would have been included he in He would that. have been included after his next yeah. birthday. So, yeah. Well, what did they say to you? How did they all of a sudden just see the light as well? They did. They automatically saw the light. Our oldest was actually saved the very next Sunday after we left. You went to, to another church? Yeah, we were invited to go to a Calvary Mountain Calvary Mountain View Church in, in, in American, American Fork. Fork. Uh-huh. And How that, different that was, was that? A, wow, culture shock. <laughs> <laughs> they have guitars and drums and it took me back a little bit because I was so used to the Mormon yeah. Quiet. Mormon, quiet, reverent, <laughs> organ. What else did you notice, though? We, we talk about it every once in a while, but... Uh, all they talked about was Jesus. Isn't that so different? That's all it was about, the praising, music. Praising was Jesus. praising Jesus. Yeah. The message was about Jesus. Everything, it wasn't somebody's idea of what Jesus might be like. Yeah. It was plain and simple Jesus. And how did that... I guess for want of a better word, how did that feel? <laughs> it felt wonderful. Did it feel true? Or it did it seem... I, w I was past the feelings thing. I yeah. was I threw feelings out with the bathwater. Yeah. <laughs> Baby with the bathwater. Yeah. <laughs> I threw it all out. Yeah. I, I needed to base things on fact. Yeah. But at the same time, with the Calvary Mountain View Church and the pastor and the music and the message, I... Um, was asked, we were asked that night to come to a Harvest America, mm -hmm. and it's where 
just the message of the gospel is preached. Yeah. And I was at, they, they said, anybody want to accept Christ? All I wanted was Jesus. Mm -hmm. All that's all I ever wanted was him, and so um, yeah, I just walked up to the front along with I think there were <laughs> 150 other people, wow. <laughs> myself, my husband, and my oldest son. All went down. All went down. Uh, yeah, yeah. I haven't been the same since. Yeah, it's such a joy, isn't it? Oh, immense and, joy. And now Jesus, not being your elder brother and first in line, so to speak. Who, who is Jesus to you now? Jesus is my everything. Yeah. Jesus is my Savior, my Redeemer, my God. Yeah. I don't have the words to express the gratitude that He saved me from. Depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts and tendencies. Mm. Gone. Yeah. And there's such a freedom and <sighs> such a joy. And you just turn everything over to Him. Yes. Yeah. Your temple marriage, did you, how did you deal with that? It was all a lie. For a little bit, we, we wondered what we can't be a forever family. Yeah. But when you realize if you accept Jesus, you get to kneel at His feet together anyways. And don't you think He has more in store for us than we can possibly imagine. Oh, I, I don't even want to think about it <laughs> because it's just too much. It's too big. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I just focus on what he's done for me, yeah. what he saved me from, the freedom that he's given to me, and just all of it. So there is life after Mormonism, is there? <laughs> there is happiness and yeah. joy and freedom yeah. after Mormonism. What about the Bible? I guess that's a fair question at this point, too. Um, how do you feel about the Bible? The Bible is alive. The Bible is true. The Bible is what I go to when I need to find answers from, to things. And you trust it? I trust it explicitly. <laughs> I, I read every single version there is out there. Oh, do you? Yeah. Because yeah. I was taught you can't trust anything but the King James Bible, but you couldn't really trust the King James Bible either because... <laughs> it's just a translation, isn't it, or exactly. something? Exactly. Each yeah. one of them words things just differently, that hits you differently, but yeah. they're all still saying the same thing. Yeah, and the trust that you have, that I, we have now in the Bible, is it gives us a hope that Jesus really did <laughs> mean what He said oh. and that God could preserve His Word. Amen. And that it didn't have to be uh, restored by... Yeah. Joseph. Or? Yeah, he kept his promise. Mm -hmm. Of course, it's so funny that he did his own translation, Joseph did, and then we find out from the Dead Sea Scrolls that none yeah. of that was accurate. So. Yeah, I actually have a Joseph Smith translation Bible. Do you? Uh-huh, that it's I use. It's interesting to see what he actually had to say, isn't it? Yep. Well, Andrea, you're such a delight. Are Your children are then enjoying church. Do they want to, to go? Mm, yes, they are. Yeah. Our oldest, he doesn't like to miss his Sundays. <laughs> yeah, isn't that fun? Yeah, and the yeah. other kids, they, they love going to church. Well, what do you think the Mormons most misunderstand about Christians? Sinning. They, they believe we can, just we can just sin and we can get over it. That's like asking, you know, putting forth to a Mormon and saying, so your brother can choose not to live um, or join the church. 
and he can go live whatever kind of life he wants to live and then put in his will will you do my <laughs> temple work for me be baptized for and be baptized for the dead for and the do dead. It, it doesn't work that way yeah i mean really you could do that and then just live the life that you wanted to live yeah. knowing that your family would would take go care through and do everything. all the temple work and everything uh -huh. else but you so don't have no. that inclination no no trying to explain what Jesus has done to me is like trying to to, te to show a person who's been blind their whole life color or a sunset or a campfire, the, the different colors involved. You know, the, the contrast of a blue sky and a green tree. Yeah. They couldn't grasp the whole thing. So me trying to explain my experience with Jesus and what he's done to me would be like that. Well, that's a good way to say it because one of the things we do talk about is having ears to hear or eyes to see and not being able to trust the Bible, I think, keeps us blind. Yes. I mean, the things that we were taught in, in the Mormon church are just things that tend to have us focus on Angel Moroni or the temple or families or anything but Jesus, anything right? Anything but Jesus. Yeah. Keep the focus away from Jesus and you can get you know, believe whatever. <laughs> oh, that's, so how has your family taken your transition? Mm, they tolerate me now. <laughs> Do they? Have you been able to share much? Nah, well, I've learned what not to share. <laughs> yeah. And what to Can share. Touchy subjects. Very, very touch, touchy. When yeah. you first come out, you're on fire. Yeah. You just want to share everything that you think, you know, everything that you've you found right. out because you're like how can they reject this they have to see this too and as soon as they hear about it though they're, they're going to want to know more right exactly that's <laughs> exactly. what we thought <laughs> but we find out that's not the case right no yeah. no 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 i've walked away so many times from um mental broke you know black eyes and bloody noses <laughs> no mental <laughs> mental not physical but do mental. you have family that uh, still in polygamy i guess yeah my mother that's a whole nother level of yeah of a burden and, uh, and trying to live and and not follow mm -hmm. what we'd call the true gospel of grace and of yeah. trusting christ yeah. Amen. Well, Andrea, believe it or not, We're our time's time. almost gone. <laughs> Anything you'd like to say to your family or, or friends? Uh, just, just find Jesus. Really, it is all about Jesus. You focus on, like, like we were saying, the church and yeah. temples and forever families, and it takes away from Jesus. It is does, doesn't The it? Jesus that is spoken of in Mormonism, is he the same one in the Bible? Yeah, and he that believeth in me hath everlasting life. Yes. Andrea, thank you so much for sharing your story, and we look forward to uh, hearing from any of you that might be interested in, uh, in telling your story. We appreciate it, and good night. This has been the audio edition of The Ex-Mormon Files. The Ex-Mormon Files is a production of Main Street Church of Brigham City. For information about this program, including past and current video episodes, please visit exmormonfiles.com. From there, you can also download audio episodes of this program. If you have an Ex-Mormon story you would like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Please write us at contact at exmormonfiles.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you'll tune in again soon. Thank you.